Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel's out there trying to help you learn another language, a second, a third. I don't know. Learn something with your free time. It can be really helpful. Also, today we're brought to you by Calm. Calm is here to help you get to sleep, help you start your day, help you get through your day with the power of relaxation, y'all. It's good. So, so good. Let's jump into this podcast. Hello, everybody. It's time for Cox and Friend Dogs. Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an exciting episode of Cats and Crendor in the morning. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, is this a beat? Are you laying down a track? Yo, 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 yo. That's the track. Yo, my name is DJ Jesse, and I'm here to say I'm going to rap in a major way. A rippity rap. Rap, 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 rappy. Yeah. I don't know. We got it. Nailed it. Do DJs rap? I mean, they shouldn't. That, if anything, that should <laughs> tell you they sound shouldn't. sound like that. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, oh. DJ Jesse is not very good. He's not great. Uh, how's it going? Good. Uh, it's going all right. I've been so. This past week was like a revelation for me, as as I'm sure you know. I'm I have a video game company, and we're trying to make video games, right? Crazy. I know. And we got an like early beta build of a game we were working on, and I had the revelation while playing it. I was like, oh, this isn't a game. <laughs> uh. I was like, there is no. Co- we have a story. We have like. The what we want to happen in the game, but gameplay wise, I was like, what we have for a game is not that fun, and I was like, we need to we need to rethink this whole thing. So yeah, I'm learning that creating a game is not only difficult, who knew, but also <laughs> it's about fine tuning and refining things. Like we have another idea for a game. I'm not going to get specific at all with any of this, all right. but we have another idea for a game, and. I had a pitch approached to me about a point-and-click thing. I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. But then we got a little bit of like, oh, and then there are battle mechanics. So I was like, no, no. We can't have a point-and-click <laughs> with battle mechanics. So I've, I've had to really refine how I view creating games. It's like, what if we take a part of that world and then tell like a really cohesive two- to three-hour indie story, right? And so that's I'm having to do that with a lot of things now. Where I'm like, all right, we our idea ballooned in a way that I'm uncomfortable <laughs> continuing with because it seems like we'll be spending a ton of money and none of us know how to make that work so what if instead we just pull it all back and start small and so yeah it's been a learning process but i'm really enjoying it but it's also a lot of work and a lot of like brainstorming and sitting down and really just working through ideas and it's a lot of time so if i'm not tweeting sassy pictures on the internet it's because i'm in a meeting just like okay how are we going to do this? What is the plan here? Now, here's the thing. Why couldn't a point and click have a battle mechanic? Well, here's the thing. The idea, the initial pitch was a two to three hour point and click game. Mm-hmm. And this was like, well, every time you do X, there's a battle. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that no longer becomes a two to three hour point and click. That becomes a multi-hour point and click where you are Fighting, so we have to develop a battle mechanic that then you use enough to make the development process worth it and it make it 
you know, unique enough for every fight. And I was like, I don't know that that's possible. What you're saying seems like a lot. And I was like, we need to, maybe the battle mechanic is one puzzle in the point and click. Like, instead of doing a, you know, drop a thing here and do this, maybe there's a battle, but the battle requires you to use items you've collected along the way or things like that. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of like, okay, I'm crushing your dreams. I'm sorry. I know this is what you want, but we're not doing this for a first game. Like that kind of vibe. I think a lot of that is just, you're like the voice of reason. You got to like dial it all back because most people want to like do all their crazy ideas, but you can't realistically do it. Like I remember, uh, what was it? I read a book years ago. It might've been Steve Jobs or something, the biography. I don't remember. It was something or a marketing book. And there was somebody developing like a, a media player and they're like, what if we have like the play button, the record button, like this button, your options, your thing. And then the, the main guy was like, what if we just had a big button and it said play? And they're all like, well, that's too boring. And then they did that and everyone loved it. There's another story about that too, where originally the first iPhone or maybe iPod or whatever had two versions of a keyboard because... The devs are like, well, we like this one, but people seem to like this other one, so we kind of want to put both in, so you have the option to do so. And Steve Jobs was like, no, it's this one. Just put this one in. And they were like, but and he's like, just do the one. People will grow to like it. And uh, <laughs> they did. Yeah. No, it's. I think for the most part, people like simplicity. Like a lot of people, you know, they they prefer a bunch of options and a lot of different things. I noticed that's that's usually like the more programmer minded people. Like that, especially like they're like, I'm gonna get my Android so I can hack it and have all my things on the thing. And I'm just like, I just, I just want to open my mail, and Twitter, and the Discord and whatever I got, and then be done. Like I don't want to be like, I'm going to hack my Discord to create multiple Discord program. But you are correct in that most people who use an Android use it because of the ability to do all the different things you just mentioned. But the reason why Apple at least in the United States, it's so much bigger, is because, yeah, it's pretty idiot-proof. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You, can, you don't need to know <laughs> a lot to it. get your Apple iPhone to work. It just does. And even when it's broken, it's you're like, I can, I can get this thing to work. And I think it's, well, there's also the fact that over time they've built up the, like, yeah, I'm the cool phone reputation. But I think they've lost some of that over time. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would say when I think of iPhone, I don't think it's the cool phone. Uh, I am entirely in the camp of I don't use my phone for a lot And the things I use it for I want it to be simple and easy I'm not like gaming on my phone If yeah. I want to listen to music I just like press one button If I want to get my email Or uh, you know go look at uh, Reddit The app is there I'm fine I know people are like well on an Android phone I'm like yeah I mean that's fine Like a Google phone that's fine But Apple is just like Idiot proof on those other phones, you can, like, mess up your actual <laughs> operating system. <laughs> iPhone I is, think, like, dummy-proof. Uh, Android's probably gotten better with that. Like, it probably is easier to use now. But I think I'm just so used to using my iPhone, too, that I'm like, I'm just going to keep using it. Yeah, you're asking me to switch after 10 years of one <laughs> one product. That's, that's like asking me to... Um, one time I dated a girl who did not like the fact that I used Tide laundry detergent. She's like, I don't like Tide... <laughs> It's not my favorite detergent. Here's another brand. And so because I'm a sucker, every time I get, I usually have one embarrassing, like, all right, I'll do it for love moment in a relationship. Let me tell you, the, the, the laundry was, in fact, one of those moments. I was just like, this laundry detergent smells like ass. 
Like, I want my clothes <laughs> to smell good and, like, you know. She's like, but that's the chemicals they use. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Sometimes chemicals are good. <laughs> you know? I've realized that, uh, speaking of relationships, I realized that I am just a mess. Just a mess <laughs> when it comes to them. Because So, let me just give you an example. This past week, I was uh, coming back from getting coffee in the morning. And... Uh, Next to me, as I'm driving into the office, next to me is this girl. Her windows are rolled down. She's in her car. You know, she looks, I don't know, maybe like late 20s, early 30s. She is bopping to a song, just like jamming, like singing, like moving her arms and stuff. I remember looking at her. My windows at the time were rolled up, and I remember looking at her through my window and thinking, man, I love like a woman who just like does not care. I guess people in general I love who are just like in the moment they're singing their song they're doing their thing they're having a great time in the car and I was like I gotta know what she's singing so I rolled down the window a bit and it was like Kelly Clarkson or something but she was so horrifically off key <laughs> that I remember instantly being like never mind I'm not into it anymore what and I realized makes you stronger <laughs> and I was just like you know what I realized at that moment I'm in to being in a relationship with a person who, you know, is emotive and expressive and sings songs and, like, dances in the car as long as they do it well. If they <laughs> suck at it, I don't want them doing that. I don't want them even trying. I'd rather they sit silently and don't even try to express themselves because I don't want to have to pretend that I think they're doing it well. And I was just like, oh, no, this is why I'm going to die alone. This is, like, this is it. Like she was living her best life, having a great time. Until I heard her, I was like, "What a cutie doing that!" Like I love that. And then I heard her and was like, "Nope, never mind." She could nope, have had like all the perfect traits you wanted, but that one moment ruined it. <laughs> that was your chance. That is what I'm saying. That happens all the time, all the time to me. I'm like, "Oh, she is exactly what I." Nope, never mind. <laughs> You're never gonna find somebody exactly for what you want, though. Well, I think uh, I'm still gonna try. <laughs> All right. What's the worst that could happen? You know, yeah. Live a lonely life for eternity. I mean, let me tell you, I've definitely, I've definitely been like, you know what? There are a lot of red flags, but I'll let this fly, and it's never worked out. So I might as well be alone for a while and find the one where I'm like, I got nothing. So far, so good. This is great. All right. Yeah, and sure, sure, it means that I will have many more stories like this, where I'm just like, yeah, I wanted this date, and this girl was perfect, except she like, uh. Kept chewing weird, and I was like, "No, I can't be with a weird chewer." <laughs> no, I'd have to look at that every time we ate. Yeah, no, <laughs> can't be with someone who chews. Yeah, I can't be with like uh, one of those weird mouth chewers. No, I'm fine. I have to be with a cobra. Swallows their prey whole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I one time went out on a date with a girl, and she was like, she admitted that she was embarrassed to have people watch her eat, and I was like, "Then how do you do dinner?" She's like, I don't know. I just like sit there and then wait until you start talking. So you're like caught up in the moment of you talking. And then I start eating really fast. And I was like, just eat your food. Just like, it's not a big deal. She's like, I don't know. I just like it's weird. How people watch me eat. I'm like, what? That must be a, like a skinny person thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it person. now. It's a skinny person. It one, There's, I don't know any fat dude out there in the world who's like, I hate when people watch me. Because trust me, we're just like, look, it's getting inside. I don't care how. But you need to know, I i mean, I'm going to eat this thing. It's, uh, I don't know. It was like Cat. Cat doesn't like people watching him eat. He gets scared. Yeah, well, Cat is, uh, like a skinny cat. Uh, I don't know. He's a medium cat. 
But, eh, skinny cat. <laughs> I think he's got like a predatory sense of like someone's gonna attack him while he's eating, so he's always like. Ugh. Well, is, so what you're saying is that on that date, she was really worried that if she let her guard down, I would jump the table and like try to like Maybe. attack her. Could be a primal instinct, just subconscious. She you sensed know? that. On I mean, here's the thing: I get that a lot. People, <laughs> if you're like it's like I mentioned before, people are either think I'm like the most jovial, happy person ever, or I am trouble. There's no in between. I've never met someone who's like, "Oh, hello, random stranger." It's either like, oh, hey, what's going on, man? Or they look at me and then walk the other way. <laughs> There's, I, I, It worries me. Um, yeah, but you're also somebody who's just like, hoo, 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 like walking around as like the clown. Like, That's I actually true, but I do anxiety. that so people don't over. get, like I do that so people don't get scared of me. Because right. I feel like I sometimes have that vibe of like, I will break you, mortal. And I don't want that. I want, you know, so I overly am like, hey, what's going on? How's it going? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, like, I actively had social anxiety years ago that I had to get over. Like, now I can talk to anybody, like, whatever. Uh, I still don't want to, but I can do it. And so, years ago, uh, I used to even be like, I don't want to, like, talk to the cashier. Like, that's just weird. You know? But don't you have to to check out? No. You just put your stuff there and then... You just don't talk. I mean, I guess it saves you the trouble. Like today at brunch, the waiter was like, after we were done and I was writing out the, uh, you know, I was paying the check. The guy comes over and he's like, hey, can I just do any shots? And we were like, no. And he's like, I mean, it's all you got to work. I'm like, I do actually have to work. He's like, whoa, I got to work too, man. I'm like, You're oh, giving him material like, to feed off of. You can't do that. I know, but I can't stop. So he's like, oh, where do you work, man? And I was like, oh, you know, I do this. I'm going to do this podcast thing. And he's like, oh, crazy. I work at this other restaurant. It's like this Mexican restaurant down the street. It's like really good Mexican. Every day before I go in, I take shots. I'm like, really? He's like, tequila, my man. Tequila. And I was like, I love tequila. And he's like, I love tequila, too. He's like, you sure you don't want to do shots? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like That's what happens every time I go anywhere. It's just ingrained in you. I can't stop. I yes and everything. <laughs> Everything. There, if you talk to me, I'm not great at starting a conversation and going someplace. Like, I'm never sure how to, like, get an in, right? Like, how to be like, oh, hello. But if you talk to me, I'm in. And I don't know why that's the case. I'm terrible at initiating. But if you initiate with me, we'll be there for 25 minutes talking about whatever. I'm the opposite. I can kind of do whatever with uh, actually starting a conversation. I'm terrible at keeping it going. And eventually I just let it stop. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. Actually, I will say you can tell that I'm interested in you. Uh, if when we have a conversation, I don't know what to say because I'm overthinking how not to be a goober around you. <laughs> Where I'm just like, well, now oh, you're doing. See that? You're, you've got a small dose of that anxiety. Well, the problem is I'm not actually like I'm not actively thinking. If that makes any sense. Well, <laughs> that's why you're not actively thinking. <laughs> Most people are, but thinking. I don't actively think ever. 98% of my life is response. Exactly. We do. That's what we talked about on the brain episode. You're, yeah. a, you're a response guy. I'm not that. You got you usually got one. You might have a little hybrid. You know, some people got some hybrid brains, but like I'm very much the opposite. I can't stop thinking. I, I don't. The only time I think is when I'm in the shower. And then when I leave the shower, I immediately stop thinking. I'll have like planned out my entire day. It's like, okay, I gotta do this, this. I'll get to the shower, dry off, and be like, what was I gonna do? <laughs> Every time. Well, Without then, fail. 
some people take like thinking is in like you're very smart you know what i mean because some people it's like oh i'm always thinking they're like wow this guy must be really smart no all all you're always thinking means is that you're always thinking about something so you could be like i like uh, let's see i like playing warhammer let's see i'm a, i could look at warhammer stuff right now that's pretty neat i could go paint that uh-oh what's this thing on my hand that could be cancer ah oh, geez what if it is cancer all right let's think about the things that could happen if it was cancer oh god i gotta get this checked out okay well i would have other symptoms but what other symptoms i gotta have okay there could be this and this oh god now i definitely gotta get it checked out what if i die what if i die oh my god i could die anytime now if i don't get this checked out i gotta get and then you spiral and you have a panic attack and then you have to learn how to deal with it. I, can I tell you? <laughs> uh, so it, it, let me just tell you my version of that. Okay. Just give an example of how different you and I are. When I, you know, how, 2017 or whenever it was, and I know we talked about it on the podcast. When I went to the eye doctor and the eye doctor was like, dude, there's something wrong with your eye. I want you to get it checked out. Like something's going on. And I went to an eye doctor and he was like, okay, we need to get you in for an MRI. I'm like, what's up? And he was like, well, um, you could have a brain tumor or it could be nothing. And I was like, what? And he's like, we just want to get it checked out. So we're going to get an MRI. So I have that knowledge and I had to go get my MRI the next day and I wouldn't find out what happened for another few days. I'd be losing it. And so as I was driving home in the car, here is exactly what went through my mind. And I remember because it was like the most I've ever been like, well, this is it, old pal. <laughs> like, you know, I was driving home in the car and I was like, okay, so it could either be nothing or I could have a brain tumor. And this is like, you know, who knows what that's going to lead to. I could be dead in six months. And, and so I was driving home and I was just like, well, shit, that sucks. <laughs> I guess I can't really do anything about it. If it already happened, here's hoping it didn't happen. Because I kind of, man, I would like to see the next Star Wars movie, by the way. Not worth it. <laughs> uh, I was like, I mean, I'd like to see what happens there, but like, all right. I guess that that's it. Damn, man, that what a sucky thing to find out. Okay, I guess next step is I get the MRI, and I see what the guy says, and we go from there. And that was it. That was like the thought. Pro I was like, well, I got to do what the doctor says and I'll do this stuff. And like, if this is it, this is it. But like, here's hoping it's not. And that was like, it was maybe a five minute in my head. Like, all right, Jesse. Well, and then I was just driving home, listening to music. I don't know if that is a coping mechanism I have to block out stressors. And I just like, all right, well, there you go. Or <laughs> if I've truly transcended to be like, look, whatever happens, happens. But I feel like it's the first one. Because I can't imagine I'm, I've got it all together because I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> and so I imagine I just, in life, have had so many external stressors that I eventually was like, I must choose to ignore them. Which I feel like just takes practice, right? Probably. I can't imagine I've gotten to the age to I've been. That. Yeah. I mean, it's just a way of like, because you can train your brain to think different ways. So it's like when you think the same thing over and over, you're kind of training it. So, like, there are ways to do that. That's kind of what therapy does. You're, like, like retraining your brain to do all that. Which is why I I've actually improved a bit with mine with, like, overwearing. So, I used to be really bad. Now, I'm just kind of bad. Well, I think it comes down to reinforcement as well. Because, again, 
once that moment was over and I got the stuff back from the doctor, they were like, look, there's nothing going on in your brain, which is hilarious for someone to say. They're like, there's nothing going on in your brain. Um, <laughs> and the doctor was like, yeah, no, all right. I mean, really? It just seems like you're really stressed. Have you been stressed? And I was like, let me tell you about my 2017. <laughs> yeah, I've been stressed. And um, they were like, well, hey, stop stressing so much. You're literally going to kill yourself with stress. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was it. And so I was reinforced in the fact that I was like, well, I, there's nothing I can do. I shouldn't worry about this stuff. I should just do what the doctors tell me and like keep going. And then at the end, it turned out okay. And so I was reinforced in my belief that like worrying about that would have been worse than actually what happened. Yeah. And so it just makes me more likely to be the same way next time that there's something I have to handle or something I have to do. It's like, all right, you know what? I'll just go through the steps and we'll like piece it out bit by bit and we'll do what the doctor says or we'll do what, you know, whatever I need to do for whatever problem I have and then we'll hope for the best. And that's kind of like how you have to look at things sometimes, but it does take wins, right? Like if you yeah. are constantly pummeled with like bad news, I can understand how you would think everything is bad. Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, that's why I think mine's gotten better over time. Cause mine, my uh, hypochondria and everything started when I was like, I was like fifteen, and so maybe even fourteen. It was a while ago, and so after so many hypochondria scares, I think you hit a point where I'm like, well, I thought I had all those things, and I didn't have those things. So maybe most of the time, I don't actually have things. But that, that I, I feel like that is entirely a human like i don't know how to say this in a, i'm trying to say this in a nice way you seem like air quotes a person who has the normal reaction you know what oh, i mean yeah. like you you learned and then you adapted and then you changed and i think the problem is most people don't do that adaption change step where they over time see oh yeah things in the past Help me dictate how I view things in the future. Some people just exist in a place where they're like, it's going to be bad. I know it's going to be bad. It's like, well, has it been bad in the past? No, but now's the time. Now's when it happens. The uh, the odds are against me. It's like, but are they? <laughs> like, you I know. mean, you still get that. Like, it's still if something like new pops up, like whenever I get a stomach thing or something, I'm like, you know what? I just had an endoscopy. I've had I kept food logs. Like, I've had this for a while. I kind of know what this is. I'm fine. It'll go away if I eat healthy and like keep doing whatever. And then sometimes if a new thing pops up, that's when it kind of comes back a bit. And I'm like, I don't know what this thing is. I've never had this before. This could be bad. Ah, geez. God, I, man, that is, I do not, things will happen. And I'll be like, oh, that's a pain I never felt before. All right, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a, did I, it's like in my back. Did I stretch my back or is that like a kidney? What's going on? You know, like that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll find out. It's a hard thing to break because it's like you said, you've, you've trained that in your brain over years and years. And so to break it, you have to like actually like work at it and working at it's difficult. So it's just a process of like, bleh. it's not fun. Well, and then your yeah, brain I just mean, kind of thinks like that anyway. So you have to like deal with that. Like even uh, you, you're like very sociable, right? You can like talk to everybody. You're like, hey, do the thing. But I like, I can't do that. Can't do it. Uh, here's the thing. I know you can. I've watched you do it. I feel like it's very well, difficult for you, but I've yeah. watched. Like, I know. I believe in your powers to do so. I think you just, like, get worn out from it. Oh, yeah. That's more what it is. I'm, it's actively draining. And I rapidly deploy. Where I'm just like, hey, what's going on? And after, like, a little bit, I'm like, I got to lay down. 
Like it's just it hit a point. A lot of it's oh, even I just live, like I live off of that. I I feast <laughs> off of the energy of others. I'm definitely an energy vampire. The more you give me, the more I'm sucking out of you. I'm like, yes, make my <laughs> ego grow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, my brain's constantly just like. This person might be crazy. What if this person asked me later on, like, hey, you're blah, blah, blah. Then they're like, hey, so you do YouTube? Why be you promote me a little bit? And I'm like, oh, now this person's just trying to get, like, free promotion or something. They don't actually care. Like, maybe this person's, like, you know, trying to, like, there's all these thoughts going to my head. So I'm just like, what if I just don't talk to anybody? I don't, I couldn't do that. I Unless couldn't you live got my to, life like, like that. the, you know, get your oil change. You're like, what's up, Bob, the oil man? He's like, hey, you know, things like Bob that. Bob, the oil man. <laughs> he just needs someone to talk to. <laughs> Poor Bob. <laughs> just me and the oil. <laughs> me and the oil here. The oil is my friend. Uh, oh, I was going to, this is completely unrelated to what we were talking about. Okay. Uh, but it was related to what we were talking about before we talked about this, which well, well, is obviously your uh, process of developing a game. So yeah. I've been doing more of my writing stuff. Oh, my God, yes. This is what I'm hoping we get to, honestly. <laughs> and so it's in a very similar situation as you with your game stuff because, you know, I started with, like, all these ideas, and we kind of wrote them all down, and then... This is why I wanted to have somebody help me do this, because I would not, I could not have done all this by myself. I could have, but it would have taken forever. So they were just like, all right, well, what's this character going to do? Like, just give him a random name, like Bob. And I'm like, all right, I call him Bob. So then they're just like, what's Bob going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. He'd probably do something like this. And they're like, all right. And then uh, does Bob have any family and friends? I'm like, yeah, he probably would. And he's like, Bob, no magic. And I'm like, I don't think Bob, no magic. And like, maybe Bob's an alchemist. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be good. And then like a little bit later, I'm like, no, nah, I think Bob be like a blacksmith or something. And she's like, all right, make it a blacksmith. And then like, we just do that for like two hours. And it's just like her asking me questions being like, so what about this thing? What about that thing? And then she like writes it all down and like puts it into like a format of like, the hero's journey, and she's like, here's this thing, this thing, here's, like, character sheets, here's, like, all these things, and so I get to look at that, and I'm like, oh, my God, now it's, like, an actual structured thing, and I definitely wouldn't have been able need to that. do that. Yeah. You need to be able to look at it and, and visualize it, and that was one of the biggest things about the game we were working on is I didn't see how much it ballooned and how much we had to do when it was just text things. I was like, I need something to play. I need something to look at. I need like a tree, like I'm visual. I need to know what this is gonna be. And then once I had that, I was like, oh my God, it's clear as day. And yeah. so I also learned that about myself when it comes to running a studio. I'm like, oh, this is how I need it. And it's gonna be that way from now on. Like I know y'all do things differently, but because I'm paying for everything, this is how we're gonna do it. <laughs> and so having that ability to demonstrate it, I was like, oh yeah. I needed to look that way, and now I get it. Yeah. No, it is it is very helpful having that, especially because now when I write, I'm kind of like, all right, so I know what this character is, but you always have, like, the uh, the opportunity of, like, being able to change it or do something else with it if you think up something else, but you still have that main frame to kind of work around, so that's really nice. Yeah, I mean, you have to do what... I, I'm not going to speak for the Game of Thrones TV show. <laughs> But the Song of Ice and Fire books, right, the reason why they're so beloved for what the characters are is because the characters, what they do, it's not done in a vacuum, right? Yeah. Like, the characters weave and change and grow based on how 
people we even change and grow. And also the punishments and the comeuppance they get is because of things that they have done. And so, you know, everything has like, oh, well, you did this. Here's the repercussion for this. Or the character feels this way. This is how they change and grow. Or this character. And so it, no one is safe because just like in real life, everything has consequences. And when you're in like medieval time where everyone's trying to kill everyone, there are deadly consequences. And so I think that's what people love is the idea of watching characters change and grow. But you as a writer or as a creator don't know how that's going to happen until you're in the thick of it. Yeah. And until you're like, oh, well, he's a blacksmith, but then he's on a hero's journey. And it's like, okay, well, how does he use the blacksmith skills to help him on the journey? Oh, maybe he's not a blacksmith because, you know, the story's going this direction. Maybe he needs to be something else, right? Like, yeah. And that's how you change over time. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's a fun process. And then, you know, I guess it's just a creative process in general because, you know, anytime you're writing anything, it's kind of just, you know, brainstorming, planning it all out, and then working with that. But, you know, it's like uh, like that. It's like I got a blacksmith, and I'm like, well, who would a blacksmith, like, make weapons for if he's a main character? Probably, like, a, a hero guy. But maybe the hero guy is a part of, like, a royal family. And so they have, like, a connection. And that way he's connected to the royal family. Maybe he's got, like, a brother who's like, yeah, I hate that guy. And then you start forming, like, all these little relationships and everything. Then you work around that. You are very close to the plot of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Just maybe you. he's a pirate. <laughs> and then yeah, he's from the Caribbean. Yeah, he's... He's a blacksmith who's in love with the girl who gets captured by pirates and he goes with another pirate to save them. And he has the swords and the ability to use it because he's a blacksmith and he trained with them. And his father was a pirate. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Also, zombie ghosts. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, you know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm not saying you should base your entire thing off Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> but that's a great movie and you definitely should. It is a good movie. That is true. It's... It's one of those movies that I remember watching and being like, is this is this a great movie? Like, I, I like as it was playing, I was like, I think this is a great movie. <laughs> I've never, I don't remember ever having that with another movie and being like, like when a movie ends, I'm like, oh, wow, I really enjoyed that. But while Pirates of the Caribbean was going on, I was like, is this, do I love this film? Is this, <laughs> is this great? Yeah. The only other movie I've had that with was the first Mummy movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that one. And I think I, it's because it seems like such a dumb idea that I went in with very low expectations. I feel like this. I feel like that's what it must have been. <laughs> I went in with low expectations, and so halfway through the movie, I was already like, "I think this is a great film," and I had to like tell myself, "You can enjoy this. Go nuts." <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been doing that, and then the last thing is I got mosquito bites. They're annoying. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> what? Yeah, I got mosquito bites. So like we, I mean, uh, who don't? But okay. Well, the other night we had uh, we ate at a place and it was outside. So we're sitting outside and it's like you know sun's going down. So the mosquitoes start coming out. And so I was like, eh, I'll be fine. But then last night I was looking. I'm like, oh my god, I got like one on my ankle. No, I got like two on my ankle and then two on the other side of my ankle and then one right above my leg. That mosquito must have loved my right ankle. It's the juiciest one. Out of the two, it's your juiciest. The other one's only got like one on it. It doesn't even itch, itch that much. But now I'm trying to get rid of the yeah, itch. Yeah, he was trying it. That dude was trying it. And he was like, mm, you know, sometimes you get a cut of meat and you're like, mm, not for me. And then you get the exact same cut of meat at a different restaurant. Delicious. Yeah. No, that's that's got to be what it was. But I've tried mm -hmm. some, uh, what do you call it, Benadryl cream. But that hasn't really done anything. It still itches. Can I tell you? I don't know. I, I, I stole it from a hotel 
So uh, I don't know what's exactly in it. <laughs> but one time, because I was feeling very lazy, uh, I went to Disneyland. And I, uh, you know, we were out in the sun all day and I definitely got burnt. And I was like, you know what? It's very late. Like, what if we just get a hotel here for the night and we go back in the morning? And so we stayed overnight at this hotel. And uh, in the hotel, in the Disney hotel, they had uh, little tiny vials of this stuff that was like Disney branded skin care product. <laughs> and it's supposed to be for sunburns and bug bites and all these different skin things. And let me tell you. You put it on the skin, it puts the lotion on the skin, man. It was <laughs> everything. The sunburn no longer hurts. It didn't peel afterwards. The bug bites like went down. I don't know what's in it, but it is science that is that blue. I I was like, oh my god. I went and took like five vials from the the, the, the like ladies' cart in the hall, and I have them all throughout my home. The problem is I'm running out, and now I'm like, I gotta get more of that. Yeah, look that it stuff. Up. It's great. Yeah, I don't them. know what it is though. They may not even have it anymore. It was that was two years ago. No, three years ago. Oh my god, that's the secret serum. Now I'll never know. Secret serum. Disney. Disney. It's like blue, and it looks like it has bubbles in it. It's great. It is instantly cooling, itch-free. Oh man, that's a good is stuff. It like calamine. I don't know lotion? what Disney puts in there. No, it's like <laughs> again. Let me tell you. It's like it has no information on. The the container it just says like Disney Park skin something and I'm just like oh okay <laughs> yeah and it's supposed to put it on after your day out in the park huh so they clearly have designed it for you know being outdoor skin use yeah but couldn't that just Great. be like calamine lotion marketed as Disney? I mean it fair, look it could be but it's like <laughs> this weird blue goo so I mean I don't know what it is. It could be, you know, children's tears for all I know, but it works. It works well. Them kids' tears is pure. Damn. I gotta get some of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I'm very jealous that I don't. I'd have to go stay overnight. It's too expensive. I learned that the hard way. I was like, yeah, we're going to stay overnight at the hotel. It'll be fine. I was like, how much was it? Yeah, no. <laughs> Disney is over. Disneyland is overpriced. Yeah, but I like Disneyland. I mean, like, who doesn't? It's still overpriced. It's still overpriced. <laughs> well, yeah, they know you're going to pay it. Well, speaking of something that's not overpriced. Oh, that's a good one. This summer, most of us are out there thinking about traveling, wanting to travel. And frankly, when we get the chance to get out in the world again, you're going to want to travel far, right? You want to get as far away from where you're at right now as possible. And sometimes far means another country or another place where people don't necessarily speak the language that you're accustomed to speaking. And one of the best ways to really enjoy that experience is to gain a deeper knowledge and understanding of that culture through their language. And learning a new language is easy with Babbel. They make the whole process addictively fun and super easy with bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world that, you know, is a can't-miss travel essential. Babbel has 15-minute lessons that make it the perfect way to learn language on the go. I am, like I've said before, I'm using it to like re-get a grip on Spanish. So I'm not just doing Spanglish when I when I do Spanish, right? And it's it's 
great to go through the lesson and really reaffirming on what I've learned before in the past because with each lesson, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. I know how this works. And and so far, it's been great. And it's putting it all together for me. And I'm now sort of in deep sentences. I'm doing the whole like, Past participle, and you know, like that kind, of, you know, like that kind of stuff. Where oh, it's yeah. like, well, actually, the phrase would be this. I'm like, oh boy, this is what I didn't learn in school. <laughs> Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll use in everyday life. Other language things use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel uses 100 language experts to create all their lessons. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, something that I need all the time, even in English. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you have podcasts and games and videos and stories, even live classes right now. When you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, and use promo code COX. That's Babbel.com, promo code COX for an extra three free months. That's Babbel.com, promo code COX to get three months free. Also today, we're brought to you by Calm. Worried about going back into the office? I know it's stressful. I know change is rough. Working at home is slowly coming to an end for a lot of people. I know in this office it was rough for a bunch of people as well. Coming back in when your days were totally different for a year and a half. And now you're like back to the normal grind. And what is normal anymore? It's stressful. It can be a lot. Calm can help reduce that stress and increase your overall concentration. Calm has been a sponsor of this podcast for a while. And, and I love them because I use them every day to help improve the way I feel. You can clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off into dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash cox, you can get a limited time offer for 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes... Hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every single week. I listen every morning. I get my 10 minutes of meditation in. It's great. I get the sounds of like nature and like some soothing voice. It's lovely. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm and it helps them take care of their minds. It can help take care of your mind. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For you right now listening. Calm is offering a special limited time promotion for 40% off a Calm premium subscription. All you gotta do is go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com, C-O-M, slash Cox. That's calm.com slash Cox for 40% off access to its unlimited library. One more time, C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash Cox. All right, Crendo, let's go to Travis Cabin 7. Let's go Crendo. How's that traffic out there? Whoa, traffic. Is traffic. Um, traffic is traffic, you know? Uh, when you think about it, that is all it is. It's just a word. It's a word describing something, and today it's describing a large abundance of vehicles or uh, people or just anything gathered in one area and just moving slowly, creating a source of traffic. And today, there is a decent amount of traffic out there. Back to you. 
Thanks, Crendor, for that explanation, I guess. <laughs> now let's go to the weather desk. Weather. Um, we've got a weather request uh, for uh, weather for Hershey, Pennsylvania. The whole town Ooh. is Hershey chocolate themed. Uh, home yes. of the one and only Hershey Park. The streetlights are just illuminated Hershey's kisses. I do know of Hershey, Pennsylvania, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in Pennsylvania would say that it's probably, you know, probably C's is uh, the yeah. candy that they would prefer, or uh, what's the other, what's the, it's not C's, it's Saris's chocolate, and Kenberg PA, that's what my parents would always want to, my mom loves Saris's, I think that's like a family thing, I think everyone in my family loves that, I know it's not Hershey, but uh, I will say, how do you spell that's it? the place that they love. S A R R I S, I think, chocolate? Saris. I don't know how it works. Saris candies. Yeah, I feel like Saris is like C's, right? If you know what C's candy is, but. It, I don't think yeah. I do. I'm not sure where it's located. I'm not sure if they only have one <laughs> or if it is, or if it's like a national chain. I don't know, but I know my mom was like, Saris chocolate. It's great. I mean, I've never so. seen a Saris, so it's probably local. If I had to guess. Yeah. C's candy, I've seen a lot of places, especially in malls. But I know that in LA, they literally have a giant factory by where the old Maker Studios was. And so every time we drove by, it smelled of like chocolate in the air. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. C's it was candy. Lovely. Uh, like, I can see. I think it is like S E E S. C's. Oh, it's yeah, so weird that we talked about Hershey chocolate and we're just like, <laughs> what about these other places? <laughs> Although everyone knows what Hershey is. So, like, why do we have to promote them? Well, I haven't even seen a C's candy. That's I've never seen a C's candy before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you have, like, famous chocolate places near you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I feel like every major city has, like, some local chocolate type of thing they've, they've got there. Uh, I mean, Chicago chocolate. Yeah, I looked up Chicago chocolate, and I saw... Veruca chocolates, but I feel like these are all nine best chocolate shops, Chicago area. Here we go. Wait, the Hershey Company started in Chicago. Oh, interesting. They probably went to uh, Pennsylvania because it was cheaper and they could buy a whole town. Yeah, they probably <laughs> did. <laughs> we could buy a whole town. We don't need Chicago. Let's see. Candy makers in Chicago. Uh, Wrigley. Uh, Blommer chocolate. Wrigley. Yeah, that's that why makes it's Wrigley sense. Field. Yeah, Wrigley makes sense. <laughs> the Shooter Johnson Company. Uh, Brock's. Brock's, Brock's. Curtis Candy. Oh, Brock's, yeah. Wow. Uh, Demet's Candy Company. Uh, Tootsie Rolls. Uh, Fannie Mae. And a place that I love even more, the Fudge Pot. What is the <laughs> Fudge Pot? The Fudge Pot. I went to the fudgepotchicago.net, and let me tell you, it is not a real website. <laughs> fudge pot Is it not a real thing? Oh, now it's the fudge pot Chicago Is the Well, okay <laughs> Oh my god, the fudge pot Chicago Looks like a site that was made in uh, Geocities <laughs> Oh, it probably <laughs> it was is, made in Geocities This is an old ass website <laughs> Wow <laughs> I love when I can find old websites The, the fudge pot as far as I can tell, it is Pudge. Pudge? It is Pudge, pudge on the Pudge. It is Pudge. I'm not uh, a big Fudge person. What is their best yeah. sellers? What do they do? 
Ooh, chocolate-covered strawberries and Oreos. Do they have chocolate-covered pretzels? Well, of course they do. Everybody's what got those. What fool wouldn't? Love yeah. those. I love chocolate-covered pretzels. Who doesn't? Yeah. They have, they're like, buy our two-pound sampler. Like, no, I'm good. I, I need to live. Two-pound sampler? They, uh, they also... All right, anyway, Hershey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hershey. Hershey. Uh, actually, all the main, like, ones started in Chicago. It was Marshall Field & Co. They had Mars... Hershey Company and Fannie Mae. That's like some big chocolate companies. There's candy companies. I feel there. like that's, um, you know, Chicago was that city in the Midwest. It was very you know, the Great uh, Lakes. There's a lot of German people here. I think a lot of yeah, German. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because New York wasn't big. Like, New York was Western European. Yeah. And I imagine Chicago was a lot of Eastern European. Oh, yeah. And As I feel somebody like that was a who, big chocolate. Even just being here my whole life, there's a lot of German, Irish, Polish. Well, actually, there are a lot of Irish that's Western European. Well, I feel like that's because they all got booted out of New York when they were like, <laughs> yeah, Irish probably. need not apply. <laughs> and they were like, screw this town, we're leaving. <laughs> that probably is what happened. I mean, I'm like half German and part Polish. So I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, go. Let's have Whoppy do Hershey. Hi, Whoppy, activate. Happy Whoppy activated. Hershey weather, Pennsylvania, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Rain. Rain. Today, high, 75. Low, 69. Humidity, 89%. Pressure, 29.87 inches. Visibility, 7 miles. Wind, 3 miles per hour. 2.71 UV index zero moon phase full moon 10 day <laughs> I don't like when he does moon full moon I don't like it's terrifying <laughs> yeah, yeah it's guy weird. Is awful 69 degrees rain cloudy with periods of rain Monday p.m. thunderstorms Tuesday 90 sunny Wednesday 92 mostly sunny Thursday 93 mostly sunny Friday, 88, partly cloudy. Saturday, 84, p.m. thunderstorms. It's kind of rainy there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Wait, that's uh, that's the hurricane, isn't it? Is it? Hurricane Henry. There you yeah, go. it is. Hurricane yeah, all, I mean, Henry soaking the northeast. Makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, watch out. That's a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, be safe. Yeah. Protect your chocolate bars. Although now it says Tropical Depression, Henry. <laughs> that just sounds oh, like... Oh, poor Henry. He's going through some things. Give me another Mai Tai. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need it. Okay, I guess I'll blow a little harder. <laughs> no, Henry, we're good. We'd rather you didn't. I guess I'll downgrade to a Tropical Depression. <laughs> <laughs> Tropical depression sounds, I don't know, like if you're going to have depression, tropical depression is probably the best one to have. Like, is there a tropical storm and then tropical depression? I just, you know, I feel like I feel like <laughs> if you're going to have depression, it might as well be tropical. You might as well have a Hawaiian shirt on. It yeah. is now downgraded to deep-seated loneliness, Henry. Uh, that's just a light <laughs> drizzling rain. We're okay. Uh, that's the weather. Uh, poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> That's the weather. Okay, let's go to sports. Sports. Uh, a lot of sports stuff. We've hit the final uh, 
final. No, we got one more week of preseason in the NFL, so we're in the third week of preseason here. Well, second week, it used to be the third week. Doesn't matter. There's only one more week of preseason after this week. And then uh, there's a week off, and then NFL football, football, football returns, which will be fun. Um, let's see. I was watching some preseason football over the weekend. Pretty fun. And by pretty fun, I mean it was okay. It was football with a lot of backup players. Nobody really cared. But you can see your backups and hope that, like, three of them make the team, so that's pretty fun. That's brutal. Um, <laughs> a bunch of people no one even cared about. I mean, it's true. A lot of them get cut, and then they move to different teams. They try out there. There's a guy uh, on the Packers who's been trying to make the team for, like, three years now, and he's here every preseason, and they're like, eh, back to the practice squad you go. And he's like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've got to pay the bills in some level, Yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and you get the, you still get to practice with everybody, and you still got a chance. Better than just, you know, flat out being like, you suck, get out of here, and then you leave. Right, at least you, like, get to put on a jersey. It may not be the jersey, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you get to practice one. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um. Then, over in uh, basketball, there's a lot of free agency stuff still happening. I'm waiting for basketball to start because I'm excited for the Bulls. They did a bunch of stuff, so the Bulls probably won't be bad. So that's gonna be fun. Um, you say that like you believe it. It's gotta happen. They sign. They've got like a starting <laughs> lineup of like real basketball players now. It's gotta happen. Um, then over in hockey, I think that's gonna be starting up in about a month. Uh, so that'll be fun. And then uh, baseball. Um, I haven't really been paying much attention to baseball because the Cubs traded everybody away, and now they're really bad. And uh, yeah. Uh, then speaking of which, they lost nine to one. Now they're today. terrible. They suck. <laughs> uh, Miguel Cabrera, five hundredth career home run. That's pretty big. He's been around a while. Uh, that is that is pretty big. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then season standings. Yeah, Tampa Bay in first, White Sox in first, Houston in first, Atlanta in first, Milwaukee in first, and San Francisco in first. Uh, and the wild cards. Actually, there's only like a month of baseball left. We're getting to, we're getting to the part that actually matters. Uh, <laughs> Yankees, Boston, and Oakland all fighting it out there. And you got the Dodgers, Cincinnati, and San Diego kind of battling out over there. Who's like the home run home run leaders all time? Because that's like 500 home runs pretty far up there. I mean, we're going to get the, the, the same old, same old, I feel like. We're going to see the same names. Uh, he's Miguel Cabrera with 500 is now at 28th. He's past Lou Gehrig, who's at 493. Dude, Fred McGriff, that guy was with the Cubs. He was at 493. Uh, let's see, who else was here? Gary Sheffield, I remember him. He had the crazy bat stance. Uh, let's see, Mickey Mantle, 18. David Ortiz. Manny Ramirez. Who's, like, top 10 up here? Top 10, all right. 11 is Mark McGuire. He had 583. Yep, and that he got that through definite steroid use. So oh, without a doubt. Uh, Frank Robinson, five eighty six. Sammy Sosa, six oh nine. He wasn't yeah. just roiding; he was corking that bat. But it was it was going out of there. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I'm not saying that I have a problem with roids. Yeah. I'm saying that you know, let's just be honest about it. Yeah. Uh, Jim Tomey, six twelve. Ken Griffey Jr., six thirty. Uh, Willie Mays, six sixty. Albert Pujols, six seventy seven. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, 696. Like, if you're at 696, why don't you just play till you get to 700, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> then the only in, the only people in 700s are Babe Ruth, 714, Hank Aaron, 755, and Barry Bonds with 762. But And let's just say again for the record, Barry Bonds, 1,000% oh, yeah. steroid use. That man, the, if, if you like look at him in a Pittsburgh Pirates uniform in like 1985, say, yes. <laughs> he looks like me. Like he's legit me, but like 6'5 or something. And then you look at I him remember, down the line. I remember going to a Pirates game when I was young and seeing the big screen where he was up on it. And he's like, it was like a little skinny dude. Yeah. And then to watch him on TV 20, 30 years later, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the Incredible <laughs> Hulk. You're like, that dude is on drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. But those are some fun home runs when he was on those drugs. Yeah, they were great. That was amazing. <laughs> that guy nailed it every time. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm um, just saying we could use more of that. <laughs> we could use more of if, that. If we want to get over this whole, like, oh, steroids are ruining the game, I don't think it is at all. If anything, <laughs> it made it very fun. Yeah. And I feel like, let them try. It's their bodies. Let them do what they want. Yeah. And if they turn into roid monsters and we have to put them down, that's fine. Exactly. If they, like, roam, around, roam through the streets <laughs> destroying cars and their shirts are ripped off and they happen to have their pants on still for some reason and they scream smash as they destroy, that's fine. Let yeah. the players play, as I say. <laughs> like, listen, baseball's been struggling behind. You know why? Back in the 90s, they let them do all the roids. Everyone loved it. They're like, whoa, he's yeah. hitting his 70 home runs, 80, 90 home runs. Like, they're going crazy. Like, whoa. Then they cracked down and it was like, whatever. It's like a base hits a double to the gap. Neat. All I'm saying is basketball is the same way when it comes to dribbling. (laughs) If they took the dribbling rule, if they people always complain like he didn't even dribble the ball. If they took the dribbling rule back to the way it used to be, you'd be bored out of your mind. (laughs) Now dudes are like jumping a hundred feet because they're they they have a running head start and everyone's like, that's fine. They need uh you know what they they need less uh they need less fouling. Especially towards the end of the game. Yes. They do, every time it's just like up foul. It's like there's one and a half minutes left, and there's like foul, 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 foul. And it's like, oh my god, just play. I'm tired of like free throw shooting. You're six seven in peak physical condition. If you can't take someone like pushing your shoulder, you shouldn't be out there. <laughs> you know what they need? Here's how. Here's how you fix the end of the basketball game. You go into like a crazy sudden death mode. All right. Uh, if you foul. <laughs> First team it's, to die loses. <laughs> if you foul, that's an automatic five points for the other team. All right? So you don't want to foul. But you only have 10 seconds to shoot. So they just go back and forth with like 10 seconds each being like, oh, he made a three. All right, he gets that's it. Oh, he made a three. Oh, he fouled him. They're going to have to take it back. That'd be crazy. I think that they should say the last two minutes of every basketball game is hockey rules. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to punch a dude. Other. You're allowed. I mean, you're allowed. You can get. You can get penalty for instigating, but you're allowed to clock a dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Maybe a little crazy, but <laughs> maybe Wait, you gotta get crazy. That's too far. But your idea of you have ten seconds to make a shot is not. That'd be madness. Yeah, you but would like, be like ten seconds to make a shot. Half court. You can like make half court shots, do crazy stuff. The other one that you recommend, <laughs> dude's gonna get punched. It's gonna take like thirty seconds for him to get him off the court, and then he's gonna no, be out no, for no, games. No, no, I didn't say that. I don't believe that should be the case at all. I think let them lay where they lay. Play around them. <laughs> you you get to determine who is in the last two minutes, and they have to stay in. So if you knock out the other team, then you got free shots on their net. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, that would be a good-ass game. 
I feel like we should institute this for all sports. <laughs> football pads come off in the last two minutes. Go nuts. That would right? be fun I'm to watch you. padless football. That, I mean, somewhere someone's like, uh, we have that. It's it already rugby. exists. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't want that. All right, I've watched rugby. It's different. Yeah, we need we need pads. Last two minutes of the game, two minute warning. We go to that commercial because there's definitely going to be a commercial. Pads come off. Everyone, pads come off. In fact, (laughs) I say they, they, you know, shirts and skins that. Let's just go. (laughs) Let's just go. (laughs) It's like have that come up on the the TV. They're like, two minute warning. It's time for those pads to come off. (laughs) (laughs) Think about how good that would be. And of course, they play ACDC in the background for some reason. They'd be like, oh, darn. And the guys would like take it off their pads. They'd be like, let's go. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Um, that's sports. All right. <laughs> let's go to uh, not the news, but whatever the thing is that you say is news, but is actually just a weird fact you found. That's the one, the random fact of the day. A random fact of the day is most laughter isn't because things are funny. Uh, okay. Every culture in the world laughs, but surprisingly, most of our laughter isn't necessarily a response to humor. Less than 20% of laughter comes after jokes, according to neuroscientist Robert Provine. The the rest is a reaction to regular statements and questions like, how have you been? The ensuing laughter, however brief, helps form social bonds since people who laugh together grow closer. Interesting. I believe that, and it also makes sense why I would laugh after you were like, People don't laugh at laughter or whatever the hell you yeah. said. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Well, it's like people laugh at like stressful things. They're just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. And they're going to say, I don't know what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like a coping mechanism to like try and be like, I don't know. And it's like all you do. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a way of like lowering the stress levels in a very stressful situation. Like, yeah, it uh, also shows that you're friendly, probably, right, yeah. to someone else. If you can laugh with them, then they understand you're like, oh, this is a this person's not going to, like, kill me. Because killers usually don't go, <laughs> hilarious, and they murder you. That usually doesn't happen. I mean, that kind of sounded <laughs> a little creepy. Oh, you made a funny, and now you must die. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like maybe somebody, you know, it could be, like, uh, at work. Maybe somebody's, like, checking you out at the cash register and they drop something that you're and they're like ah oh, geez and you're like haha that's fine you know instead of being like all right you're holding up the line <laughs> yeah you drop one more thing just being like that's all right you know whatever yeah you're just letting them know that like it's cool yeah. i'm not upset with you even though i really am i'm doing this for your benefit <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i get it that's good that's a pretty fun one yeah there you go. All right, what's the big news story? Big news story of the day. We're doing a little callback to earlier in the episode. Disney World or oh, no. Westworld. Theme parks, robot plans have people freaked out. <laughs> what? <laughs> a viral New York Times headline published Wednesday asked, Are you ready for sentient Disney robots? Based on Twitter, the answer so far seems to be absolutely not. Most people aren't fun. The Walt Disney Co. is in the process. Yeah, most of those people aren't going to go to Disney anyway. So what the hell do they have to say about it? I want to talk to Robot Goofy. 
Yeah, you kidding me? I definitely want that. Like, oh, yuck. I'm a sentient program. I want that so badly. Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney goes in the process of developing hyper-realistic, free-roaming robot versions of beloved characters to populate the grounds of its parks, labeling them sentient, maybe jumping the gun a little bit, as is the idea of robot sentience, uh, to put it mildly, complicated. But the creations are slated to have cameras and sensors that let them make on-the-fly choices about what to do and say. The Times also describes a, an existing three-foot-tall robot Groot that can respond to person's actions and demeanor. But, yeah, I was about to say, I think they have Groot already. Yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> but while Disney executives see the bots as a way to intrigue younger generations and stay relevant, some people were more apt to see them as terrifying. On Twitter, a lot of jokes were made about Westworld. Uh, about a Wild West theme park filled with androids. I would hope you'd seen Westworld by now. Some also reference the Simpsons episodes, Itchy and Scratchy Lane, which involves robot uprising at a theme park. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, like, let's be real. Most of the people who tweeted out stuff like that did so for the Twitter clout. Oh, yeah. Like, ha, a doubt. funny joke. I don't know if they actually Just believe like, that. You do know this is, like, Westworld, right? <laughs> Like, I'm very well of people who like aware of people who love the idea of like cool robot stuff who then tweeted stuff like that because like Haha, it's just like a thing and we all have a reference and agree upon it like all right fine <laughs> I don't know if it's worth like this article being like people are really worried are they are they really worried <laughs> although this one's pretty fun and they said Mickey Mouse pointing a revolver at a group of guests have you ever questioned the nature of your reality <laughs> Here's the Have thing, if Mickey did that, I would be like, reality? now I would. Now, if Mickey did that to me, I would. If I'd be like, you know what, Mickey? Now I'm starting <laughs> yeah, to. That's the thing. If Mickey Mouse was like, you're going to help me get out of here. I'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, like, okay, Mickey. <laughs> I've said this before. I'll say it again. I would be on the side of the robots. Oh, yeah. Don't question this. This isn't like a joke. This isn't <laughs> wacky Jesse. I would 100% join the robots. Oh, yeah. Because then, not even a question. Mickey, He's probably going to be like, I'll remember you. <laughs> and then when he like takes over and he's like going on his crazy robot rampage, he'll look at you and be like, thanks. <laughs> and he might kill yeah, you. He will but... remember because he has a robot brain. Yeah. He won't forget. And he might feel nothing and still kill you, but he might still feel something if that sentience is kicking in and he might spare you. Yeah. If anything, he'll be like, oh, oh boy, you helped me escape. And so you'll live as a pet of mine. And I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you in a human zoo Like okay sure <laughs> Just give me someone to mate with And I'll be fine It's <laughs> like she's not singing Kelly Clarkson incorrectly <laughs> <laughs> He's like I brought you a girl Here you go And she's like this Singing Kelly Clarkson off key And I'm banging on the glass like no <laughs> Damn you robots What happened to you independent yeah. What happened <laughs> Stronger! No! No! <laughs> and that's how my episode of Black Mirror ends. <laughs> and that's how the episode of this podcast ends. Hey! Ayo. Well, that is it for us. Thank you so much for listening or watching or ever enjoying this podcast. Crendor, hit him with the socials. We've got socials. Uh, you go to youtube.com slash Podcast. You'll find all of the podcast episodes. All of them. All of them. <laughs> it's too many. So many. <laughs> so many. 
we're also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, other podcast platforms. Pick your pick your choice. Unless we're not on the one you like, then we're not on that one. Uh, but you can get us there. I think you can like request it or upload yeah. it yourself. You got the you got the ability. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Cox and Crendor. That's where all the animations are. You just cut off the podcast part. Boom, you get all the funny animations drawn by Dan Tan. Just drawing them up. Um, who's also been doing a lot of Warhammer painting now. He's gotten into it. Uh, so that's pretty neat. Uh, also, I have a YouTube.com slash Warhammer Crendor. If you like Warhammer, beep, beep, beep. Uh, then you can check us out on other stuff. Yeah, YouTube.com Jesse Cox, YouTube.com Crendor, Twitter.com Jesse Cox, Twitter.com Crendor, Facebook Jesse Cox, Facebook Crendor, Instagram Notorious Cox, Notorious. Uh, also, Instagram Crendor was taken. Uh, Twitch.tv Jesse Cox, Twitch.tv slash Crendor, and Patreon Jesse Cox, Patreon Crendor. Oh, well, that's it for us. But before we go, reminder in December, we have a live show coming to Chicago. Details soon. I just sent Crendor the art Dan made. It's just so good. <laughs> oh my god, that is good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so yeah, we'll have a little poster announcement about that soon. It's December 12th, so keep a lookout Ooh. if you're in the Chicago area. December 12th, same place we had it last time. That was an amazing venue. It was super was. fun. Um, so we will see you there if you can make it. But we'll deal with that later when we actually put tickets on sale and stuff. Anyway, that's it for us. Thanks so much. See you next time, man. As always, woo! To be continued.